the three wise men, sometimes called the three kings from the east, the magi. No nativity set is complete without them. But who were they? Most likely, they were uh, men who belonged to the great astronomical tradition that had developed in Mesopotamia, what is today Iraq and the Middle East. It developed in the ancient world and continued to flourish. But there were many astronomers in ancient Babylon. Only these few set off to follow this star that they recognized as the star of the promise. Why? We call the Magi wise men, and rightly so. The Magi were wise men because they were willing to seek the truth, to follow the truth. Now, if the, wise, the Magi are wise because they seek the truth, Herod is a fool, the very opposite of wise Herod, King Herod, we see in our gospel, doesn't react to the truth of the star as the Magi do. Instead, he reacts with fear. He sees this truth about the star, the star of the promise, as a threat to his power, to his wealth, to his comfortable and indulgent lifestyle. So he reacts with fear. And in time, he reacts in, with brutality. When the Magi depart by a different route and do not tell him where this child is, he massacres the infants in Bethlehem. Sadly, our culture bears more resemblance to Herod than the Magi, at least when it comes to truth. Now, to be fair, to be fair we do see truth as something that's potentially useful as a means to an end to help us develop technology, for instance. But we also see truth as something that we can spin, as a narrative that we can manipulate for gain. Or in particular, when it comes to moral or religious truth, something that we can shape and fashion for ourselves, that I can determine for myself what is true or false, good or evil, right or wrong. And this is in a similar way to how Herod reacts to truth. Our culture doesn't seek it. It tries to box it in, wants it to have this safe space here where it can develop technology, but God forbid it challenge us morally or philosophically. No, we see truth as uh, something that can easily cause offense and lead to conflict, and so it's best avoided. But while our culture bears more of a resemblance to Herod, at least in regards to truth, we must not. We must follow the Magi who seek and indeed find the truth. You know, today we celebrate the Feast of Epiphany. That word epiphany means a manifestation. So the epiphany is the manifestation of truth incarnate. God is truth. God is, in very, is truth itself. The first and sovereign truth. And in Jesus Christ, God takes on flesh. And so it's appropriate to say the Magi discover truth as a person. They discover truth in the infant Christ and adore him. And so must we. And the good news is that the Magi 
they give us one very important tool to help us to seek and to find the truth. They had the faith to see beyond appearances. Maybe prior to saying they had the faith to see beyond appearances, they had the humility to recognize that what they could detect with their five senses was not the sum total of reality. Our gospel tells us the Magi entered a house. It would have been an ordinary house, uh, probably even a humble one. But whatever else was the case, it would not have been a palace. There would have been no external signs of royalty, of majesty, or power. Yet even though they found in him no signs of of royalty or glory, they were still content with the testimony of the star alone. And so they adored, for they saw an infant, and they acknowledged God incarnate. They acknowledged truth himself. And if we have faith to see beyond appearance in a matter of minutes, we will encounter the very same Jesus Christ. Very same Jesus Christ, the Magi adored really, truly, and substantially present in the Eucharist, body, blood, soul, and divinity, under the appearance of bread and wine. And just as the Magi saw an ordinary home, a seemingly ordinary woman and child, yet trusted and believe, so too in the Eucharist our senses will tell us we see merely bread and wine, yet our faith supplies where our feeble senses fail. We know and believe that it is truly Christ. And so just as the Magi prostrated themselves, we will bend the knee before our Lord in the Eucharist. Just as they offered gifts of gold, frankincense, and myrrh, we can offer him our very heart and soul when we receive him in Holy Communion. We must have the faith to see beyond the appearances. And this faith must grow so that we can, day by day, come to recognize more and more Christ is really, truly, here and present in the Eucharist. The second thing the Magi show us is that we must be changed. You know, I mentioned that at the end of the Gospel, they, they depart for the East by a different route. They're warned in a dream not to go back to Herod, and so they, they go by a different way. Now, this is obviously a detail that we, can, uh, we should read literally, But down through the ages, many have seen in this verse a deeper spiritual truth as well. Once we encounter Christ, we must change. We must be converted. We can't go back to how it was before. We must allow his grace to transform him. And so, like the Magi, when we find the truth, we must allow the truth to change us or us to conform our lives to the truth. And it's not an easy process. It's a grace-filled one, but a painful one, for we must pick up our cross and follow him. On this Feast of the Epiphany, let us resolve to follow the the example of the Magi. Let us be seekers of the truth, for God himself is truth, the first and sovereign truth. And in Jesus Christ, truth becomes incarnate. Let us Seek and follow the Magi's example to see beyond the appearances, to know by faith that Jesus is really and truly present in the Eucharist, and let us allow Christ in the Eucharist to change us, to change our lives, 
Let us see that Jesus Christ is the way, the truth, and the life, and that the truth will set us free.